Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mason Talk Sports Podcast, a show where I will be discussing trending topics in the world of sports, especially Cleveland sports. And today is Tuesday, September 18th, two days away from the Cleveland Browns week three matchup against Sam Darnold in the New York Jets on Thursday night national television. And it's, you know, a game that I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be a very interesting game for the Browns. One of their most interesting games on the schedule. And also one of their most winnable games. Probably their most winnable game so far on the schedule. And there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about going into and coming out of this game. It's a very important game for the Cleveland Browns. A very impactful game for the Cleveland Browns. The outcome of this game could change a lot about what happens with the Browns. But before we start talking about the outcome, let's start talking about the storylines going into this game. Number one, obviously we are going to be facing Sam Darnold, rookie quarterback, youngest starting quarterback in league history, and also the quarterback that we could have picked first overall. It'll be interesting to see how he does against the Browns, seeing as the Browns have a fairly ferocious defense so far, a defense that has shown us a lot, a lot of uh, you know positive things. Miles Garrett, absolute beast. Demarius Randall has looked very solid. Joe Schobert has looked very good. Denzel Ward has looked very good in his rookie season. So that'll be very important for the Browns to get to Sam Darnold, put pressure on him, force him to make mistakes. Uh, and uh, you know, even don't don't ever take it, don't ever take Sam Darnold for granted because I mean, you know, if you look at his first game on Monday Night Football, national TV, his very first throw was a pick six. And he bounced back and won the game for the Jets. So Sam Darnold, never out of it. Don't ever uh, underestimate him. So, you know, even if we come out early, get a lot of pressure on him, sack him, force him into bad throws, you know, pick him off. Don't ever, you know, take him for granted because he can absolutely come back and still win the game against you. So that'll be interesting to see uh, the Browns versus Sam Darnold. And then another interesting thing, sadly, one of the big storylines going into this game is the kicking situation for the Browns. So obviously, Zane Gonzalez, as we all know, has been cut by the Browns, rightfully so, seeing as he gets paid a very good amount of money to make kicks, and he could not do that to save his life on Sunday against the Saints. He missed four kicks in a row, two of which were extra points, which are supposed to be like automatic kicks. It came out after that he was suffering from like a groin injury, which, you know, not necessarily his fault uh, that, you know, he's he, he played through that. Probably a more of a coaching fault that that ended up happening. I mean, there's no way that a kicker should ever be playing through any injury that's lower body related. So, you know, not necessarily his fault, but, you know, he still did come out and absolutely blow the game for us and cost us a, 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 an upset victory that we could have had against the Saints. The Browns will be going into the game with their new kicker, Greg Joseph, who was formerly of the Miami Dolphins. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs. I can only assume that if Greg Joseph comes out and, like, he Browns get like a 50-yard field goal, which we always seem to do since we can never seem to move the ball past the 45-yard line. If you know, if we got a long kick and uh, you know he misses it, I can only assume that people are going to start absolutely freaking out because you know that's what that's what we love to do here in the world of sports is freak out over everything. So it'll be interesting to see how Greg Joseph does. I'm hoping he has a you know I'm hoping he at least doesn't miss any extra points. 
and uh, at most make all of his field goals. That would be very, you know, convenient. And then another storyline, of course, is the wide receiver position for the Browns. This will be their second game of the year without Josh Gordon, which is, you know, something that we're used to playing without Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon shipped to the New England Patriots for a fifth-round pick and a hot take. I have a feeling he's going to do good with New England. <laughs> you know, very very bold prediction of me, I know. Josh Gordon's going to do good with one of the best coaches and one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's a good situation for him. I have no uh I have no spite against the Browns for trading Josh Gordon. You know, he 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 uh, he should have been, you know, we it came to a point where enough is enough. I mean, if you have him for like 6 years and he never is reliable enough to, you know, you can't count on him ever. You can't blame the Browns for wanting to just get it over with and get rid of him and move on to a receiver, a young receiving room with one who stood out Sunday, and that, of course, was Antonio Callaway. That Antonio Callaway touchdown catch was one of the best catches I've seen by a Browns receiver in a fairly long time. I mean, you know, obviously clutch situation, fourth and five with, like, very little time left, and the Browns were down. And Tyrod kind of sailed it. I mean, you know, Tyrod, not known for his deep ball, but it wasn't necessarily a great deep ball. He kind of overthrew it. And Antonio Callaway absolutely you know, put on the, the, his best running performance and, you know, caught up to the ball. He ran so fast. Uh, there's a lot of potential with Antonio Callaway, and I definitely think he's capable of being the number two receiver here next to Jarvis Landry. It'll be, you know, interesting to see how they implement him into Thursday night's offense against the Jets. Got to keep him involved. Once he gets the ball, we saw it in the preseason when he caught that slant from Baker Mayfield and just went all the way. He is so fast. He, I mean, he's the perfect, you know, uh, John Dorsey draft pick, you know, kind of controversial. Got, you know, some first-round talent but also has off-the-field issues, you know, very fast, much like Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs. And, you know, if you get the ball into his hands, he's just got the physical talent that he can – you know, tear you up on offense. So, you know, that's exciting. It's exciting to have a receiver that, you know, you, not, he has off the field issues, but, you know, at least he's been able to stay on the field so far. So it's exciting to have a receiver with the potential of him next to another receiver with incredible potential in Jarvis Landry. And uh, yeah, so the wide receiver group, you know, that'll be something to look for, how they perform. They had a couple of drops again on Sunday, which has, you know, always happened. Uh, Rashard Higgins, another receiver who hopefully can have a big game. And, uh, yeah, interesting game coming up for the Browns against the New York Jets on national TV. It's one of their most important games. Everybody says that, you know, early season games for the Browns, this is the most important in, in, in team history. Well, not team history, but, you know, recent team history. But that actually, I mean, it, it might not be an important game, but it's going to be one of the most impactful games of the season for the Browns and one of the most probably important of the season because after this game the outcome can really affect how the future of this season goes if you you know if the browns come out and play an absolute dud tyrod throws for 150 yards and a pick can't win the game can't beat sam darnold you know on national tv the quarterback who you said wasn't as good as the quarterback who you picked ends up beating you there's going to be a ton of pressure put on Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley and John Dorsey to start Baker Mayfield. Like, that's if the Browns lose to the Jets, a team who they absolutely should beat, the Jets, you know, they played Monday night football in week one, 
They played Tuesday or they played Sunday and then they'll play Thursday. So that's three games very close together. The Jets are a very vulnerable team. And if you can't beat them, if you lose another game, if jo- if Hugh Jackson loses yet another game, you know, he's only won one and tied one. If he loses his, what well, it's like his 33rd loss against the Jets, there's going to be a ton of pressure on him to put in Baker Mayfield, which is one thing that they absolutely do not want to do. They don't want Baker Mayfield to even see the field. But if you can't win against the Jets with Tyrod Taylor, the Jets might be the worst, one of the worst teams you face this year. If you can't beat them with Tyrod Taylor, what's the point of playing Tyrod Taylor? We bring Tyrod Taylor in to you know, keep us competitive, win games, give Baker Mayfield time. If he can't win games, what's the point of playing him? So, I mean, the best thing for the Browns to do, all they got to do is win. Like, that's all they got to do is beat the Jets, which they absolutely should be able to do on, you know, at home against a very young, vulnerable team. All they got to do is win. And, you know, hopefully they can win. I mean, I still think that Tyrod Taylor should start at least eight games to give Baker enough time to, you know, get ready. Hopefully they give him some first-team reps. But, I mean, if they lose here, you know... Then they don't play the Raiders for 10 days, and that's, you know, that's a good amount of time to get somebody ready. So, you know, there's going to be that pressure to start Baker Mayfield. So, you know, for the Browns' sake, for the sake of everybody's, you know, mental stability in Cleveland, just win. Please, just win against the Jets. That's all you need to do. Just win, and then there will be no more questions, at least for like a week and a half, about, you know, Tyrod and Baker. They can have, the Browns absolutely should be able to win this game. As I said before, dominant defense. Uh, you know they'll be able to get to Darnold, put pressure on him, probably force at least three turnovers. That would be ideal. But then offensively, you have to get the run game going. The running game so far has been underwhelming. It hasn't been bad. Carlos Hyde has played two good game, two solid games, but it hasn't been as good as it needs to be for us to win. We all said, you know, we're going to get Tyrod. He's not, he, he's, he's not a quarterback who can carry you. So we're going to have this three-headed beast of Carlos Hyde, Nick Chubb, and Duke Johnson, and they're going to be able to carry our offense. They haven't shown me anything yet this season. I know it's only been two games, but they haven't shown me the ability to be able to carry an offense. So, you know, Thursday, got to be able to run the ball. That's the most important part of our offense right now, except for probably Tyrod, which is you got to be able to run the ball. Break a few, you know, throw some, throw some, uh, you know, get Nick Chubb some more carries. I know he's our, you know, third running back right now, but he's, he's run effectively when he's gotten the chance. You got to break some runs open. If you can, if you can, you know, get, get, I mean, our, our leading running back, Carlos Hyde averages like 2.7 yards per carry. That's not good enough. You need to be able to break some runs, you know, get the defense on their heels. Uh, and if the run game opens up, everything opens up and then you know Tyrod will be able to you know do play action and get get better opportunities throwing the ball so running the football is going to be very important along with uh you know the defense Tyrod just needs you to play a, a solid game you did good against the Saints you had that costly interception that interception that almost cut well I mean we didn't win but that interception that could have sealed the game and then of course he came back with his clutch touchdown pass to Antonio Callaway just keep doing you know 246 yards, a touchdown. That's good enough. That's good. That's all you're going to, I mean, that's, that's as much as you can expect from Tyrod Taylor. Like that's what he is. You're not going to get much more from him. So if we can keep getting that from Tyrod Taylor, got to get the run game going. That's, that's my main point of emphasis for the offense is get the running game, you know, running effectively. Carlos Hyde, Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson, got to get that working. Uh, And then, you know, defense stay dominant. 
Hopefully Greg Joseph can make some field goals. That would be great. You know, field goals, always important. But, uh, yeah, so um, I'm excited for the game. Uh, I hope they win because, I mean, I still, you know, I would like Baker to get more time to, you know, get ready to be a starter. So hopefully they can pull out a victory. Uh, it's, it's a vulnerable Jets team. You gotta, if you're, if you're gonna tell me about all this improvement that the Browns have made and, you know, this team, they're on the up and up, they're very improved. They've got their veteran starting quarterback. They got a lot of talent. Show it to me. Show me the improvement that you claim to have been making. Show it to me by winning a game that you absolutely should win. The Browns are, I think the Browns are favored to win in this game. So show me, show me that you're a better team. Beat the Jets at home. The Jets have played a ton of games in a short amount of time. Show me that you're an improved team by beating the Jets, a team who you absolutely should beat. But yeah, so the Browns play the Jets Thursday. I'm excited for that game. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Mason Talk Sports Show, and I will see you in my next episode. Goodbye.